What's up, guys? Welcome to Demo with Mo. I'm your host, Monique Simmons. We'll be discussing dating, engaged, and married objectives from a young Christian's perspective. Are you guys ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to a new episode of Demo with Mo. Today, we will be discussing mentorship in the black community. This is a continuation of all of our episodes for this Black History Month. We've been talking about all things concerning the black community for the whole month of February. The first week in February, we discussed black men and mental health. The next week was Stop Clocking My Uterus. And last week was chasing your dreams while in a relationship. And today we're ending this month with mentorship in a black community, which I think is very important because mentorship is a big part of community. I have this conversation with Dr. Kia Monique Jones, and we dive into the importance of mentorship and how it affects us and the lack thereof in some parts of the black communities. So I hope you guys are able to listen to this, grab some practical applications, some tools and resources, and maybe you can begin to mentor someone. Maybe there's someone in your life you know who you can make an impact on or have influence over, and you just need to spend some time with them. You need to have a conversation with them. You need to maybe point them in the right direction, or you may be on the flip side of this coin. You may want to be the mentee. You may have somebody that you look up to who you think could influence you or maybe have a, a positive impact on your life, or you can be both. You can be mentored and be a mentee. We can be, you can be a mentor to someone else and you yourself can be mentored as well. It's not just for the youth, which we'll discuss more of in today's episode, but mentorship is important for all ages, whether you're youth, you're a young adult, you're up in age, it doesn't matter where you are. It's always room for growth. It's always something, it's always something there where we could learn better, do better, want something more for our lives. So Dr. Jones and I discussed the importance of mentorship in our black communities. As I was preparing for this after my interview with Dr. Jones and I'm preparing to get ready to release the episode, we had some very sad news that happened in our city. We had a student who committed suicide and it just impacted our school districts in our city in a major way. And I really hope because this, we are hearing this more often, especially in our youth in our young adults, we're hearing this more often with suicides at a high rate and we have to begin to be the change. Yes, we should be praying. Yes, we should be talking to our children, but we have to begin to do more, especially in our communities. We have to get outside our comfort zone. We have to begin to find out where we're needed in the schools in your community, in your churches, there's so much that we can be doing as a people. But we have to begin to be the change that we want to see. Don't just fuss and argue and complain and 
all of these things when something happens. But what can we do as a community to begin to be proactive, to begin to to be the change that we want to see, to begin to make a positive impact in our communities? And if you don't know where you can start, if you have children, start at your child's school. Speak with the administration. Where can you volunteer? Where can you help? Where can you show up for someone? If you yourself don't have children, what about the kids in your neighborhood? How could you reach out to them? How could you talk to them? How could you connect with them? In your church, you can get with the leaders in your church. And what can you guys do as a church and a in a community? And how can you impact the neighborhood around your church? What can you guys do? How can you reach out? How can you help? What services can you offer? There's always things that we can do. But let's start doing them. Let's stop talking and start doing. And you may see yourself as one person. You may think, what can little old me do? What impact can I make? But if all of us, one by one, begin to do the things, be the things that we want to see, if that one person changes their mindset and wants to affect the community and everybody begins to do the same and it all trickle from one person to two, from two people to three, we can make a huge impact. But let's start doing the work, guys. Let's really start doing the work. As we've done all month, we've been spotlighting Black-owned businesses. Today, we're going to spotlight our very special guest, Dr. Kia Monique Jones. She has her own publishing company called She Wrote, She Wrote. That's S-H-E-R-O-S-H-E-W-R-O-T-E. She Wrote, She Wrote Publishing Company. Dr. Jones wrote a book called Open Letter to a Girl That Never Settles. She also has a new book that will be coming out in July of this year. So to purchase Dr. Jones's books, you can check out her website at www.kiamoniquejones.com. That's www.kiamoniquejones.com. The Demo with Mo podcast now has merchandise. You can purchase items at www.demowithmo.myspreadshop.com. Again, that's demowithmo.myspreadshop.com. All right, guys, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a new episode of Demo with Mo. I am your host, Monique Simmons, and today we will be discussing mentorship in the Black community. I have invited a very special guest to join me on today, Dr. Kia Monique Jones. A little bit about Dr. Jones. She's a public health professional and trailblazer born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi. She received her Doctor of Public Health degree with a concentration in epidemiology and biostatistics at the CEPH accredited School of Public Health at Jackson State University. Dr. Jones is dedicated to improving others' lives, advocating for those who are disadvantaged, and using her knowledge and abilities to be an asset to diverse communities through public service. Dr. Jones is the founder, president, and CEO of For Brown Girls Incorporated. Mayor Chuckway Lamumba of Jackson, Mississippi presented a proclamation to For Brown Girls Incorporated for their outstanding service to the community in Jackson, Mississippi, under Kia's leadership in November of 2017. 
2017. As a change agent, Dr. Jones has received many accolades for her humanitarianism. She was a 2018 Top 50 Under 40 Award recipient and 2018 inaugural Mississippi's Top Entrepreneurs Award recipient by the Mississippi Business Journal due to her philanthropy with Four Brown Girls Incorporated. You guys, I could go on and on and on and on. Dr. Jones has so many accolades and is doing so many wonderful things in the community. But without further ado, I would like to introduce to you guys, Dr. Kia Monique Jones. Thank you so much for having me, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate you being here. I always like to do the biographies on my guests, but I love for my audience to hear some personal things from my guests about themselves. So if you wanted the audience to know anything about you, what would you want them to know about you, Dr. Jones? I would say um, I am a product of my environment. Born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, I went to Jackson Public Schools here. I went to Portland High School and Jackson State University for undergrad and for my doctoral degree as well. So I am from the heart of Mississippi. And I think that's very important because I do try my very, very best to be a, a great role model for people you know, in our youth, because yeah. sometimes people don't feel like they have people like they come from their environment. They, they see that are successful. And yeah. I try to make sure that, you know, you just never know who's watching you and things of that nature. So I'm really, really big about giving back to my community and really showing other people, especially our youth, they, they can make it out of their circumstances. I love it. That is great. Okay, so let me ask you this. Tell us a little bit about Four Brown Girls Incorporated and why did you start it? Okay, so Four Brown Girls Incorporated is my baby. I created this organization back on November the 30th, 2015. So we're upcoming our seventh year anniversary this year in this November. And seven is my favorite number. So I'm very, very excited about it. Um, In 2015... And normally for philanthropy purposes, my family has always taught me to give back. So we always used to go feed the less fortunate at Stew Pot every year for Thanksgiving. And we had recently just fed, um, you know, families and people for Thanksgiving at Stew Pot. And I was thinking to myself, like, I would love for me to create something where it's public service based and we're giving back to the community. And that's how Four Brown Girls got incorporated. I actually did everything on my own. I went up and just did the research on how to, to, you know, come up with how to start a nonprofit. I found out how I made the nonprofit 501c3. Um, I created the website for my nonprofit page. I just taught myself basically business and from the ins and outs of nonprofit business, as well as it helped me become an excellent entrepreneur down the line. Four Brown Girls is more so about a community-based organization that okay. gives back in the aspect of community service. We have different realms of community service that we give back to, um, which is like philanthropy. Mentorship is a form of way that we can give back to the community because we do try to reach out to our youth. And that's very, very important. Um, food insecurity is very important for us because Mississippi is one of the top food insecure states in oh, wow. the United States of America. And as you know, Mississippi is also one of the highest of the poorest states in America. So Mississippi has a lot of discrepancies and a lot of health disparities here. And I think that the initiatives that we do have within our programs of all of our 
the basis of Four Brown Girls is to make Mississippi a better place altogether. Wow. That is really dope. That's really dope. Okay. I'm glad you touched on mentorship being one of the things you guys focus on in your program. What do you personally consider to be a mentor? What's your definition of a mentor? I think my definition of a mentor is someone that someone looks up to. It can be in a professional realm. It can be in academia. It can be in community service. It's different types of different mentors. Like you may, for instance, I'm 31 years old now, right? Mm -hmm. I have people that I look up to, that I see something in them that I lack and I learn from them. And they are sometimes a mentor to me in that way. So I don't think mentorship stops at like a youth age. I think that mentorship grows as you grow because you may have a mentor. You can also be a mentee as well. I agree 100%. Did you personally have a mentor that made an impact on your life? And that could be in your youth and even now as an adult. Is there anyone that stands out to you that really made an impact on your life? Yes, I have multiple mentors and I will be so embarrassed if I go ahead and start listing them. <laughs> I got and I you. Forget someone, someone listens to this podcast, so like, why you shout me out? But my <laughs> grandmother was the main person that I, when I was growing up, that instilled yeah. all of the values and um how I view life and how I view certain situations or how I approach certain situations. I think when you're growing up, instilling those values and morals into children. It carries on into their adulthood because I'm not a mom yet, but I know that the morals that I was taught and raised, I carry those same morals today as an adult. And it's very important because you know how some mamas be like, I know my child. Yeah. I know my child. Um, (laughs) She know right from wrong. You know, those things really matter because if I was taught or raised a certain type of way, why would I change and switch it up as an adult? You know? Like, I think that my grandmother was very wise and she knew what type of person I was. And she instilled the morals and values to me. And I have grown to be a very um, open-minded, well-rounded grown-up. And I I really value the time that she spent guiding me into my Mm. childhood, into, you know, my middle age. She passed away when I was 14. But still, those morals and values I still carry dear to me to my heart every day. And they, those are based off all of the decisions that I make till today. I love this so much because this is why I wanted to talk about how important mentorship is, especially in the Black community. Mentorship is important across the board, but especially focusing on the Black community because it's so much bigger than that moment. Like you're making, whether you're the mentee or you're the mentor, there's an impact being made. You said your grandmother passed when you was 14 and you're still able to recognize the impact and the difference she made on your life all those years ago. And you're still carrying it on to today. So it's just bigger than just that moment. You're making an impact or an imprint on someone's life that you don't know how far that will carry them through their life. I love it. Yes, that's so true. Because my grandmama always taught me to never settle. And that's really the true reason why I named my book that I wrote, Open Letter to a Girl That Never Settles. My My grandma always told me to never settle. Hold yourself always at the highest of standards. And that has always been in the back of my mind based off any decision, if it's dating wise, career wise, if I don't feel fulfilled, if I don't feel loved, if I don't feel appreciated, if I feel like this is not making me feel like I'm full of the work that is supposed to be given to me, yeah. I don't do it. 
Got it. Okay. What are some non-traditional or informal ways people can mentor? And I'm asking this because I know a lot of times, especially for mentors in our generation, they hear that word and it kind of feels overwhelmed and they think it may be too much on them. They're going to take on too much. So they just shy away from it or don't do it at all. But what are some non-traditional or informal ways that people can mentor? Okay, so this is a perfect example. I talk about this all the time. Your girlfriend, the people who you associate yourself with, you're supposed to learn from your friends. Like something in an area that I may lack, my best friend is strong in the area and I learn from her, from yeah. her experiences. And she teaches me and vice versa. I think that having a strong sister circle it's very important navigating in adulthood because sometimes I may lack in areas that they may not lack and we feed off of each other's energy. And I know for me personally, I never associate myself with people that I can't learn from yeah. or they have something in them that I aspire to be. I have never, ever associated myself with anybody that I do not feel that's of that standard or higher that I aspire to be. And I think that is a, a form of way of not necessarily mentoring, but you're learning from each other because yeah. mentorship is actually like learning different techniques, learning different styles of leadership. Mentorship is also uh, learning how to approach conflict resolutions. Like it's so, it's, mentorship is very broad. So yeah. it's like I said, it's not just academia, it's day-to-day life situations because when I tell people all the time, I am the only child on my mother <laughs> and my father's side, people yeah. be kind of like oh, standoffish or uh, <laughs> the typical uh, she only thinks of herself type person as the only child. But I'm mom's side and my dad's side, but I've always had a strong friendships and good sister circles, whereas I'm not a loner. I've never been a loner. I've always had a great personality where I got along with a lot of people. Yeah. And it just happens for me. And like, I really put my best foot forward, you know, and get out of my comfort zone. And like, I love to like network and meet new people because again, it broadens my whole perspective of the way I think about certain situations. Because again, growing up and also navigating through adulthood, it's very important to look at things from other people's perspective. Sometimes when we look at things from our own perspective, all the sensitive to the other people that it may affect. Yeah, yeah. This is good because when you were talking, I was going to ask you, how do people find people who may not have that sister circle or have those friends? How do they go about building that? How do they get out there and create this for themselves? But you said it by putting yourself out there and yes. being okay with being uncomfortable. Like that's that's great because that's that's how you even if you don't call it mentorship because I love how you said the sister circle or those those girlfriends or for the men that's listening, those fellows or those brothers that you hang out with, you guys whether you you use the word mentorship or not, that's kind of what it is cuz you're feeding off one another. You're learning from one another. Exactly. And a way to build it is 
just as you said, by putting yourself out there and not being afraid to be uncomfortable. Because how else do you meet people? How else do you network? How else do you get out there and switch up your environment? If you've been used to being a a loner and to kind of just put yourself out there and not be afraid and kind of maneuver through this thing, you can kind of figure out who you want to connect with. And some people you connect with may not be your people. You like, nah, that ain't it. But let me keep trying But the thing about it is, I think that as you're growing older and you're navigating yourself in your adulthood, regardless if you're a man or a woman, you, you find out what you're interested in, right? Yeah. And once you find out what you're interested in, you start to become more comfortable being you. Yeah. And when I say be, being comfortable being you, regardless if it's something that's not the popular trend, that's something that you truly care about and that you have an interest in doing. So I will recommend people to, you know, become a part of organizations where they can meet people and those same common interests and build those relationships and go from there. I think genuineness and relationships are based off of like-minded people who have similar, um, similar interests of whatever it is that they like to do. This is good. You guys, if you didn't hear what she just said, I want you to rewind and listen to that the answer that she gave one more time because she's giving us practical application on how we can meet people and begin to build these relationships and have these mentor-mentee relationships with others. You know, she's giving us practical ways because you guys know I am big on practical application. Don't just talk to me. Don't go over my head. Don't say something and I left with nothing. I left with the same thing I came with, but give me practical ways on how I can do this. When I leave this conversation with you, I know what I need to do. I know the steps that I need to take to get the results that I want. So I love it. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, girl. Because I tell people all the time, like making decisions and being confident in the decision that you're making, that's a part of growing up. That's a part of being an adult. That's a part of having the reassurance that regardless of whatever the outcome is, you are comfortable with the decisions that you're making for your life and taking that accountability and responsibility of that because again nobody is perfect and there is room for error but you have to make sure that you're holding yourself accountable as you're navigating through life yeah all right the next question here is do you think people hear the word mentor and we kind of touched on this earlier but do you think that some people hear the word mentor and they are intimidated and if so why is that and the actual word mentor or actually getting advice from other people. The actual word mentor. Like if you're having a conversation with somebody and you like, man, maybe you need to mentor so-and-so, or you kind of trying to just have the conversation with them about possibly being a mentor. Do you think that see, intimidates them? So that's a thing that I necessarily don't like because you have people who say, the whole role model thing I'm not trying yeah. to be a role model I'm just me that's not true because you have people watching you regardless of who you are you have people watching you that you never would have thought are currently watching you yeah. and you have to be very very particular about what you do what you say and how you move and how you react to certain things because people are watching you whether you know it or not and that's yeah. life. And you just never know who you inspire. And I think that's so important because I necessarily uh, can't see how the word mentor can be intimidating mm-hmm. because in my mind, 
a person can say, oh, she's 31. I'm 31. How can she be my mentor? Right. And if you're thinking like that and you have that mentality like that, you're not ready to be open-minded to learn from other people. But if I'm 31 and you're 31 and you're seeing something in me you would like for yourself, it takes nothing to ask. Hey, Kia, um, you mind if I ask you a question? I want to do so-and-so, so-and-so. Could you possibly help me or could you possibly guide me into the direction where I need to go to get to where I'm trying to do? It takes nothing to ask a question and inquire about helping one another. And I think that's another thing that women, I can't speak on for men, but I know that's another thing that women have a big hesitation with is asking other women for advice or help to get to where they're trying to go. You know, I've never been the type of female that block another woman's blessing or downgrade or not trying to uplift or because I look at it like that as is I'm winning. We are winning because we are all, I don't know what's your demographics of your listeners, but you and I are black women and you know, I'm rooting for you just how you rooted for me. Because Thanks. again, we have so many people who want to see us fail as black women all together. So why would I not want to uplift and uh, spread word or brag about my sister or um, uplift and, 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 you know, be a positive role model and, and inspire other people to let them know that they can do it too. Like why, why do black women feel as if we have to be in competition with each other? Like only one person can be this and be, be that. No, we all can. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> this is we so good. Can we can all win. It's enough room at the table for all of us. And still be some room left over. So I, I've never understood it, but I love it. Okay. What role, because we, we've talked about mentors. I want to kind of touch on the mentees now. What role and or responsibilities do mentees play in this mentorship? Like what responsibility do they have in it? And in what aspect of mentorship? As far as the relationships, because we talk about the mentor being role models, kind of watching what they say, watching what they do, because people are watching you. But what responsibilities do mentees play in this? I think a mentee's responsibility will be still being the person to reach out and try to actually build their relationship. Because again, say for instance, if there's someone that that does not necessarily know me, but wants to reach out to me, I would not know that something that I have that you will want unless you tell me about it or approach me about it. And a lot, uh, I also feel like a lot of people feel that some people may not be approachable, yeah. which I can get, yeah. but that's a part of, you know, stepping out your comfort zone and actually being comfortable and confident enough to actually try to bridge and that relationship with that person. So I think a mentee's responsibility is to ask questions. You know, I may not know the answer, but I can get you to the person and get the answer for you. It's good. Okay, let me add to this because like you said, you you don't have children. You're not married yet. So your season of being 31 and where you are in your life may look different from another 31-year-old woman. So 
What do we say to the mentees who may want to sit under someone or learn from someone who may be in that season of life, like me, who who is married and has a house full of kids and a busy life? And I may not be able to do that traditional kind of one on one conversation, but I'm folding laundry and you're more than welcome to come over here and fold laundry with me or hang out with me while I cook dinner for my kids. Like, what do you say to them being open to it not looking the way they may have thought it should look? That's a good question because I don't look at it like that. I don't look at it whereas like, oh, she's married, she got kids. She's not going to be able to possibly do the things that I'm doing. Well, I don't have kids, but I have multiple other responsibilities outside of work. Yeah. But I don't have kids. So I really don't look at it like that. I say that because I have a, a range variety of different types of friendships with all of my close friends. Yeah. I have some friends that are married. I have friends that are single. I have some friends that are in relationships with kids. I have some people who are dating or they're in a relationship being a, a potential stepmom, but don't have kids themselves. Yeah. And I, I feel like I don't feel this is my opinion. Okay. I don't feel as if if you are married, and if you do have children. That's a wonderful addition of you. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like that has anything to do with possible bridging relationships with other people in the realms of the same interest that you're interested in. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Like, I think that children are beautiful. Relationships and being married is a beautiful thing. But those are additions to you, the individual. And that's one thing I always tell myself once I get married. I never want to lose who I am in yeah. my marriage or with my children. So I think that um, being confident and knowing who I am, because some people, and I have some friends that give me different perspectives from a marriage person's point of view or people who have kids, you know, that whole transition of priorities do change and they change drastically over time. So I will say that you can still possibly gain those relationships with people you know, genuinely in the same interest, if you still put yourself forward and just try to bridge those relationships. Oh, yes. And I agree with that 100%. And the only reason I use marriage and kids as an example mm-hmm. is because that was me. But I mean, for anybody who may be, because I'm, I'm talking from a mentee's perspective, like if they want to learn from somebody, but maybe that person they want to learn from life looks completely different from theirs. So they are right. afraid to kind of reach out because, oh, they ain't going to be able to really spend time with me. They're assuming these things. They haven't even right. talked to the I'll person. I'll give you a perfect example. I think this is a perfect example. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but <laughs> the first time we had our phone conversation, yeah. The things that you told me, I was taken back. It's the things you told I told you you was taken back. Yeah. And it inspired me to be like, okay, she is married with kids doing this. Okay, I need to step up my game. Well, that's not <laughs> the first thing I said. Yes, that is what you said. Okay, so that situation had put a lot of stuff in perspective. And I'm really big on no excuses. Yeah. I, I know that's not necessarily the best thing to say, yeah. but Everybody has experienced some form of childhood trauma. Somebody has been hurt in their childhood. There's somebody has been hurt in their adulthood. So I don't necessarily want to use that as a scapegoat for why things are not happening for me right then and there. Right. Yeah. So everybody has gone through something. So when I say no excuses, because at the end of the day, are you going to do it or are you not going to do it? Are you going to sit and dwell and be? sorryful about mm. yourself 
mm. self-pity or are you going to stand up and fight for what you want? Because yeah. it's not going to come to you. You know, you have to really hold yourself accountable and make yourself responsible to get it done. If this is something that you truly want to do and it's not going to happen overnight. And I think that's what's so bad about social media. Social media makes things look like, oh, it just happened for her. It happened overnight. No, sweetheart. <laughs> people don't understand what people go through to get to where they're going. Like, Amen. I know for me personally, I never post things while I'm in the midst of getting to where I'm trying to go. If I'm yeah. writing a book, I'm not posting on social media 24-8. My steps, my whole process of me writing my book. Yeah, I'm just going to post it when the book is ready to come out. Yeah. That's just me. I don't I don't use social media as my diary leading up to the steps of different phases of my life. Some people do that. Some people don't have those close relationships where they can confide in other people, right. friends or family, you know, to have that support. So I understand that. And I'm not judging that. But that's just my perspective of how I would like to approach things, you know, because you that's just good. never know. And yeah. I like I like being around people be about their business. And for you to tell me how you do your podcast how you do this and how you do that. I was very impressed. Yeah, she dropping some nuggets and some gems for you today. I hope you're taking notes. Okay, so what do you say to the woman or man, Black woman or Black man, because we're focusing on the Black community this month for Black History Month. What do you say to the person who is looking for a mentor? They really don't know who exactly they need to be looking for. What kind of qualities or characteristics do you think that they should be looking for when they're considering a mentor? Okay, first I would ask myself, what do I want to do? Regardless if it's professional, um, regardless if it's uh, something in academia or whatever it may be. I feel like an individual should know who they are because sometimes people like to follow trends. (laughs) Like everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Okay, but do you have an entrepreneurial spirit? Are you able to put your best foot forward 24-7 and have a loss in the midst of being an entrepreneur? All yeah. because the things are trendy now. Is that something that you truly want to do? And I think that's very important for people to be very, very confident in themselves to know what they want to do and not chase trends. That's very, very important because what you may see on social media, how it's happening for them and how it's going so quick and stuff like that. Everybody's not made to be an entrepreneur. It's okay to have a standard eight to five job and, and nothing's nothing's wrong with that. That's very commendable. Some people can do both. You just would never know until you try. But I think being true to yourself and knowing who you are as an individual and having those same keen and same likeness and interests of things, that's how you find who are your mentors. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I've always, when I was a little girl, I always wanted to go to medical school. And I wanted to shadow up behind a doctor. I always liked the infectious diseases. Yeah. So I wanted to shadow behind a doctor, but I didn't know what to do or how, how I approached it. Here's what I did. I took the time out. I called UMC in the infectious mm-hmm. disease department and asked, is it possible that I could mentor one of the ID doctors in the hospital? They said, mm-hmm. sure, send us your resume. It was that simple, but it was me taking that initiative yes. to actually trying to make it happen for myself. Because again, people won't know what you need until you open your mouth and ask. Because there are a ton of resources here in Mississippi, but you won't know about those resources unless you ask about them. Practical application. Practical application. 
Okay, does the Black community, in, in your opinion, does the Black community offer enough resources when it comes to mentoring or mentorship? I say yes and no. Okay. I say that because children are raising children in this generation. True, true. And it's hurtful. And <laughs> I say that because I think after our, like, we're millennials, but even then, if you're past, if you're born past 1990, you're different. How you was raised was completely different how we were raised. And that's the honest truth. Like, it's it's drastically different. So it's kind of hard to instill those morals and values of children if children raising children and parents are not investing their time into their kids. So teachers are stuck with that responsibility or teaching their students, i.e. your kids, things that they should be taught at home and you know that's why so so many teachers are burnt out being teachers because they're not only just being teachers they're being teachers they're being parents they're being social workers they're being caregivers I mean they're being so much more than what they're supposed to do outside of their occupation so I say mentorship is very hard in the black community because grandmothers are raising children or the children is being raised by their mom but their mom is only so many years older than them so they haven't had a chance to grow and evolve as an adult because they are children too so I think because we are in that dynamic now it's so much harder for children to like get a clear understanding of what life really supposed to be about because they only emulate what they see right yeah. So if you're on social media 24 seven, you're seeing girl, hot girl summer doing this <laughs> and doing that. They think that's the thing. I would have never thought in a million years, children, 14, 13, 12, wearing lace front. You right. Weave. That was not like, I don't even want to say it like that, like I'm just old, but that was not acceptable when we, I was 12 and 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. Lace fronts, mm-hmm. weaves. No man. Bundles? No, we went to the beauty shop. We got our hair done. We wore braids. (laughs) So you see how the whole dynamic is so different now? And like for men, like the men's is so different because, you know, it's so many broken homes, right? So a lot of people don't even have, you know, that that idea of a father figure in the house so men are growing up don't know what the what it's like to be a man or have those morals and values to know what a man is supposed to do when so-and-so so-and-so happens we have so many broken homes like people don't know i think it's very important to have mentorship programs within schools especially for men some men don't know how to put on ties some men don't know how to hard-working men like Back in the day, I remember my little cousins, they was like, they're dudes taking out the trash. Like, that's something that's customary. Taking out the trash, mowing the lawn, making sure the house is well put together. Like, those are things that young men should be taught in the house. Because when they become grown, they should be able to live on their own fully in all aspects. They shouldn't be babied or mom should have to have to pay somebody to mow their lawn. When this boy is sitting on couch playing a uh, PlayStation or an Xbox game, like the priorities is just so different now. 
And the dynamics are so drastically different. And I think that the Black community, not necessarily all of us, but I think most of the Black community has lost its sense of building community within the community. Because again, I remember when I was younger, even my closest friends, they were one parent would all pick us up at the same time, daycare, after school care, go to um, extracurricular activities such as mm-hmm. whatever sport we're playing. Collectively, moms used to take turns and rotate weeks of who pick up the kids for what. It was a village when, yeah. when I was growing up, when we were growing up. And now it's just drastically different. I'm, it hurts my heart to turn on the news and see in Jackson, Mississippi, 12-year-olds, 13, 14-year-olds being gunned down from from gun violence and being a part of different situations, innocent babies getting shot and killed. Why are these children not in school? How are they even out in these streets able to do all of this? Who are watching these children? You know, these are the questions that we really have to ask ourselves and what we're going to do to make this better, because this is definitely an issue that we do have in our community. Yes. You hit on so many points, so many great points. One of the things that stands out to me, and this is why I wanted to talk about mentorship, because my podcast focuses on relationships, whether you're dating, you're engaged, you, you know, in a committed relationship or you're married and giving you the tools and the resources to help you do relationships better, you know, to take care of you as a person. And that benefits the relationship as a whole. And I think we have to go back a little further than just what we see right now. Because, you know, people are, the divorce rate is 50% right now. And that's extremely high. And we have so many people that struggling in relationships and giving up so easily because things don't look the way they thought they should look. And for me, I try to look at it as a big picture. Like you're mad at your boyfriend or the boyfriend is mad at the girlfriend for things about, you know, he or she that they don't like but for me I feel like it goes back a little further than that like what what is their what is the root of this whatever it is you don't like about them their insecurities or their anger issues or whatever it is what what's the root of this where did this start because this didn't just begin now what happened was his dad not in the home does he have trust issues with you because his dad broke his trust or does she have insecurities about loving herself because her mom didn't show her that her mom didn't show her any affection you know if for me it's just bigger than what I see in this moment and I think when we hit on this mentorship piece when we're able to and not even just you us as adults when we're able to get under somebody or talk and relate to somebody and and gain wisdom from someone else we can kind of start to fill in those holes those pieces that were missing that we never dealt with because we didn't know we didn't have the resources we didn't have the tools Maybe mom and dad dropped the ball or whatever happened to you in your childhood, in your youth growing up, whatever happened, whatever, as you said earlier, the trauma. I just feel like we have to begin to deal with those things and work on that instead of trying to respond to the right now, because the right now is for something else. Like they're, they're, they're mad or they're insecure or they have trust issues or they're angry, but it's bigger than this moment. Does that make sense? It's, it's something else going yeah. on there. I mean, you're absolutely correct because it's so important because again, you don't know why you are the way you are. And people don't know why you are the way you are because the, those childhood traumas like a lot of people are very defensive right mm-hmm. and a lot of people have used a lot of defense mechanisms but you never understood why they are the way they are where they catch this attitude right or they are very 
rude and always feel like somebody is, uh, you know, trying to like play them or discourage them. So they use a a defense mechanism and it makes them, you know, not approachable or not want to be around, you know, those said individuals because of how they are. But they're just being protected to them because they didn't feel protected as a child. Right. Okay. What impact does mentorship have on our Black communities? I think that goes back to the question that we just asked, mm-hmm. answered. I think that it's, it's a huge impact because instilling those morals and values in our youth is very important because if children are not taught right for wrong, when it's time for them to make a decision, are they going to get in this car and do this drive-by? If you taught your child what right from wrong is, nine times out of ten, they're not going to get in that car. They're going to be like, y'all got it. Y'all can go ahead on. But if you have someone who is unassured themselves, don't know right from wrong, but these are my boys and these are my friends and they look after me. If don't nobody else look after me, they look after me. I yeah. hop in that car and fall for peer pressure and now my child is sitting behind bars for a crime I know he didn't commit but he was at the wrong place at the wrong time so mentorship plays a lot and when I say mentorship i.e. parenting that plays a lot in the child that you have raised because when it comes to that time for your child to make those tough decisions you want to have a clear mind knowing that you did everything that you could possibly do to raise your child and your child know what's right from wrong. Yeah. Okay. This last question, as we get ready to close out, it's going to be a twofold question. The first okay. half of it is, what would you say to the person that's listening that may need guidance and accountability? They may have a person in mind, but for whatever reason, they're afraid to reach out or ask them. I would say, if you never speak up for yourself, no one can ever help you. I say that because you have to be your own biggest cheerleader. If you say you want the certain things that you want in your life and have those affirmations for yourself, you have to believe it yourself in order for people to believe you in hopes of getting those things for yourself. And again, I honestly feel as if you put your best foot forward in everything that you do. People going to see that or they can at least say, oh, she reached out to me. She's trying. Yeah. Because, again, everybody does not have that support system. Like the, the, the support system that I have, that village that I have growing up, everybody does not have that. So right. they have to find that. Some people um, cleave to other close friends and their family. And their family and their mom can be like almost a second mom to them. You know, bridging those relationships, that's very important as it relates to mentorship. But if you want to be stuck on, I'm timid, I'm scared, (laughs) I don't know them, I'm scared they may not say anything to them. If you are consistent and if you put your best foot forward and you approach people with the utmost respect, you're going to have someone to help you get to where you're trying to go. Amen, girl. Amen. Okay, so on the other side of this coin, this is what would you say to the person that may feel led by God to mentor someone, but it seems overwhelming and they're not even sure if they have the time? Uh, Okay, one, I don't believe that you can force mentorship. 
Okay. Mentorship is based off of things are being genuine because you're not getting paid to do it. So mentorship to me, if you feel like you're too busy to be a mentor, maybe this is not the adequate time for you to be a mentor. Because again, nobody as a mentee, you don't want to feel brushed to the side or pushed to the side uh, because your mentor is too busy where they can't pick up the phone or respond to you. So until a person has that time to actually make time to build their relationship with that mentee, I will recommend for them to even attempt because that perception or that bad incident can actually deter that person and not ever want them to reach out to another person again Mm. because they felt left out or not being considered. This has been so good. So good. Is there anything you would like to say before we close out? Uh, I would like to say for all the listeners, if they would like to go visit Four Brown Girls website, it's at www.4forbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrownbrown